Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. Um, well, I've been, I'm almost done with Joyce Meyer's Healing of the, Healing the Soul of a Woman book, and it's been really good. Um, I really like Junior to read it. it it's not just for women. I mean, it's really good. Um, yeah, I just, uh, he did email me and apologizing, and I haven't responded yet. I'm really praying, and, um, I have a lot of, I realize how I can be very codependent, and this book is really helping me because, um, oh, she quotes here, I was your cure, and you were my disease, I was saving you, but you were killing me, author unknown, um, Nothing is more painful than watching someone you love suffer deeply and in some cases do harms, harm to themselves through wrong or addictive behavior. It wounds our own souls to watch the people we love wound theirs. Um, it is always good to try to help the people we care about who are hurting, but when helping them begins to destroy us, then we have to stop. And, um, she goes into how she and, um, her husband tried to help her brother who was, uh, a drug addict and, um, and, uh, she says it seemed as long as we totally devoted our lives to helping him, he did fairly well, but without constant oversight and supervision he always reverted back to his addictive behaviors i loved him and wanted more than anything to help him but i was unable to i finally had to realize that trying to cure him was stealing my life the last time we had him in a treatment program he left of his own violation but volition <laughs> i can't say the word and disappeared sadly several months later we got word that he was found dead in an abandoned building when i heard the news i had a temptation to feel guilty and wonder if i had done enough but i knew deep in my heart that only he could make the decisions he needed to make and that no one could help him unless he did his part if someone you love is making bad choices and all of your efforts to help them have not done any good be careful that you don't take on an exaggerated sense of responsibility thinking it's your job to rescue them um wanting to help someone we love does not mean we are codependent but our efforts to help morph into our efforts to help can morph into codependency if we aren't careful when a person is codependent it means their life is controlled by someone else's problems or bad choices they may never know how any day will go for them because it is dependent on what the troubled person in their life does. 
um, I don't want to read the whole thing, but, um, we should all be willing to change our plans if someone truly needs our help, but if the same person creates the same situation over and over, it's not good. Uh, her brother lived in her home for four years, um, while they tried to help him get his life going in the right direction. And this is her. I finally realized that if we are trying to help someone for four years and they are not any better after all that time, then there is a good chance they don't really intend to change. Many people say they want to change, but they are not willing to do what is required of them. No one can fix someone else's problems for them if the person isn't prepared to do their part. If you are in a codependent relationship, the hardest thing you may ever do might be to walk away or stop helping. And then she goes on. Um, let's see. God has helped us to help people and to do so even at the cost of self-sacrifice. But he has not called us to live lives in which we are being controlled and manipulated by the poor choices that other people make. If your soul is being wounded by the bad choices of someone you love, I know how you feel and I know that pain is that the pain is very deep, but if you but if trying to assist them isn't working, perhaps you would help them more if you stopped trying. Sometimes we think we're helping, but in reality, we are enabling the person to continue hurting us. If you are not helping them, at least you can help yourself by going on with your life. It is not uncommon for troubled people to never be willing to make a change as long as they have someone who continues rescuing them. Well, I do see change in Junior, so... Um, I believe I should still help him, but from a distance in this sense, I don't know. I'm still praying about how to go about that. Um, I know that if he's still going to be going to the exchange and interacting with a woman who's a witch, I, and, well, obviously, if he's going to the exchange, he's still using, so I cannot allow him into my house, um, I don't want all the spiritual baggage that comes along with it, and I've had so much peace in my house, <laughs> um, I didn't realize how much him being around so much really affected me and until like all that weird stuff started happening in my house um, with the shower curtain falling on my head perfectly um, the light bulb exploding over my bed um, and numerous other things that I I mean just I don't think were a coincidence and um I don't think he realizes the effect 
that his choices affect me and um, I don't think he realizes how uh, the spiritual aspect of it and and that's you know um, unless a person is actually affected directly to like to themselves they don't really they can't really grasp how much of an impact it, it spiritually things can um, have on someone's life um, so um, I think it's still really important that he goes to church so you know um, but I think if he's going to do that he needs to do it you know on his own um, I'm praying about if you know, because the only people that he really knows are the people that I know. And so I don't want him to feel excluded or that, um, yeah, I want him to still be able to fellowship and, you know, be around us. And, um, he, I think he could still sit with us and but I think he needs to go if he really wants to go to church he shouldn't be going for me anyway he should be going because he wants to see God not because he wants to see me and um, so I think that's important um, and then just start with that and start all over as friends, not as a romantic relationship, because that gets all mixed up. I mean, that's, I think, where the the boundaries have to be drawn, and so I don't become too um, codependent or where his life becomes where it's overtaking mine. Okay, I just flushed down the toilet. <laughs> A cigarette. <laughs> um, yeah, I still haven't given that up yet. And I'm just... Uh, I'm not even supposed to be smoking in my house, but I can't stand the smell. Um, but I'm working through this. Um, I prayed for a long time last night with a friend of mine, and she's going to hold me accountable, even though I'm, you know. Well, we were just talking about, because why am I even smoking um and I think it's anger because that's where when I get angry I run to cigarettes and and I need to run to God I'm still I mean I'm still praying and reading and and trying to work on myself I'm trying to get to the root of 
my issues am um yeah I th- my friend was saying yeah she she thought it was like anger but I think it's hurt I mean he said some really cruel things and I literally had to break curses that he'd spoken I mean and I know it was out of hurt but again he doesn't realize the spiritual um, ramifications for the things that he says and um, you know I've never had a guy say F you um, and you know he was uh, he said that that witch never uh, disrespects him and I'm like wow I don't even I don't even know where he thinks I'm disrespecting him. I've never said, called him names or, well, okay, I've, I've said stuff like, like, don't, not to have a pity party or, you know, don't act like a child, but, you know, I didn't, I, I haven't said like, God, you're such a baby or, you know, um, I think he takes things that way, but that's not what I meant. It's just, you know, we don't act like a child when we get upset, um, or that's not appropriate. And, um, yeah, I, and I'm not going to compare him with somebody else, another guy. Although, like, I think that he might take things that way when I've talked about my ex or about somebody else but I'm not comparing him with anybody I mean because to me you can't compare anybody with anybody because it just that doesn't that's not productive um so and I think that has a lot to do with his own seeing things through the eyes of pain and I know when we have real issues about rejection or guilt or you know self-loathing that people can say things and we can interpret them in a way that is personalized and and then we think it's about like ourselves instead of them just talking about something that doesn't really even necessarily have something to to do with them personally I mean um I know I've done that in the past you know because I I really had a problem uh, a spirit of rejection so um yeah I just um And, you know, when he emailed me, it was like, I don't want to just respond right away without praying because I want to think about what I say and because I've made the mistake 
numerous times of responding right away or reacting right away and just going like da 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 and then uh, afterwards going, oh shoot, I shouldn't have said that, you know? And so, and then because I didn't respond right away, he's like, well, you know, I guess you're done and, you know, um, have a good life. I mean, he didn't say have a good life. I don't know what he's, uh, he said, you know, well, I guess I'm just going to go get a job or something. I can't remember, but, um, yeah, you know, and I, I did respond later and I said, please try to understand that, you know, I, I, I can't respond right away. I mean, I don't think he, maybe, I don't know. It, maybe he thinks that I just sit around waiting for his every call or, and see that the bad thing about it is that when we're constantly in each other's lives, you know, we're 24 seven. Yeah, I can get like that, but that's not healthy. And I don't want my life to be centered around him. I need my life to be centered around God. And, um, because that just works out. Like, it just is the way it's supposed to be. God is has to be first and everyone else after that. And if I put him, Junior, before God and my focus is all on him, I lose myself. I lose a lot. And I'm not taking care of myself. And I have to take care of myself. I mean, I'm just having to right now take care of myself and just really figure out myself right now and get over my emotions or or figure out what it is in me that is allowing myself to hurt myself by smoking and so that I can stop for good. And right now I'm giving myself a little grace and I don't know, maybe God is showing me, you know, the, I don't know, it's like a thorn in my flesh, like, I'm just realizing how bad I need Jesus because I would like to say, oh, I'm strong. I could do this. I could do anything. I could stop smoking in a second. I could do this. And I know in Christ I can, like, but it's a struggle. And so... I don't know. I mean, maybe God's allowing me to see, like, how bad I need him. (laughs) As if I don't know. But sometimes it's easy to forget, you know, when things are going well. It's really... I mean, I think... Years ago, when I was sick all the time. I mean, I'm talking 
all the time. I, I couldn't wake up without being in so much pain. I could hardly get out of bed. And I mean, although I still have those days every now and then, it's just when I was in a place where, I mean, I was in the hospital all the time. I was just ill getting migraines, throwing up. I mean, just, it was always something. But I think that during that time, my relationship with God grew because he was all I had. I mean, I just was just crying all the time and just miserable. And and I think that if God had healed me instantly and I got you know, I, I didn't have any kind of ailments all at once. I probably, I mean, knowing myself, I probably would have gotten so like confident and, and just, it's easy to put God on the back burner when things are going really well. And these trials that I've been going through recently have really deepened my relationship with God but the whole, again, the whole smoking thing, I don't know why smoking has to be such an issue here, but, but to me it is because for me to do that, I know that something's going on with me. And, um, and last night when I was talking to my friend, I was like, I think there's a part of rebellion in me that I get, like, I, I think, well, I think I shared this last night, that, that I'm like, why aren't you doing anything, God, or what, you know, what's going on, or, like, even though I know Junior doesn't want to hurt me, well, I don't know if he does or not, but, um, with his words, but, uh, and actions, but I, I guess maybe there's a part of me that's like, why do you let that happen? I mean, of course that everybody has their free will, you know, it's not like God can make somebody not say certain things or not do certain things, but I think it's just human nature to want to blame someone and because even though it's Junior's responsibility and his behavior and is his responsibility, um, I, I I don't know. Um, yeah, it is his responsibility. I should. I feel bad for being mad at him, I guess. I think that's it. Um, but I am. I'm very hurt and angry. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm realizing this. Um, I don't... I'm still trying to figure it out, you know. I, I think I feel helpless because 
he's not at a level right now, I don't think, where if I tell him, like, that he really hurt me by the things that he said, I don't know that he'll take responsibility for his actions because he's, he tends to say, well, but, you know, you hurt me, or blame shift, you know, and he's not at a place where he will take responsibility. I mean, he does sometimes, but a lot of times it's, it's that victim mentality, and man, this book is so good, but um, it's very difficult for him, or it seems for him to actually say, what I did was wrong, I'm so sorry, um, it's more like, sorry, um, forgive me, uh, and maybe I'm just being critical or being too hard. I, I don't know. if I think if he were just to say, like, you know what, I shouldn't talk to you. He has done that, though. I take that back. Because when he acted the way he did when we were at his doctor and then afterwards, he, he did say, you know, I didn't realize that my actions affect you the way they do and I'm not going to do that anymore and that was taking responsibility and I appreciate that and it's the when he gets high and then just you know he's like well you know I didn't want to hurt your feelings and it's like that's not taking responsibility it's like why don't you just say I wanted to get high or I don't know I don't even know what would be an appropriate way to you know I, I just didn't feel like he was taking responsibility for his actions like and then because but it, that's my fault too because then I was like oh yeah you're real sorry I mean I was you know sarcastic whatever and then you know then he gets all mad and starts talking whatever I don't know so this is um a real learning experience (laughs) just like I always like to analyze myself and and look at what I did wrong and how I could better myself and how I could handle a situation better or if I handled it wrong take responsibility for it and um, really try to do things differently and so I'm realizing that I need to be very careful of well I mean I know this but it's hard in the middle of a heated you know situation not to just react in anger, you know, or especially when I've been hurt, you know, I was just like, what, you know, and I have to go back and 
break vows and I've, I've done it before but and I've gotten a lot better trust me but you know there were times in the past where you know every man that hurt me after my dad was like you know no one's gonna ever hurt me again I'm not gonna let anybody you know walk all over me I'm not gonna let anybody talk to me this way I'm not gonna da 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 you know whatever and uh just make an inner vow of like no one's gonna ever do this you know and that's not healthy because that shuts people out and um I yeah people are always gonna hurt us it's just whether they intend to or not most people I like to think would never mean to hurt you they just might say something that you know or do something that that hurts us but it's how we if we receive it or how we react to it or respond so you know it's just a again learning and all I know is I want to become more like Jesus I want to be able to respond the way I believe that he would not me and so I do praise God for all of these trials because testing of my faith develops perseverance and perseverance must complete its work so I may be mature and complete not lacking anything or must finish its work so I can be mature and complete James 1 2 three I think but yeah so I'm I'm praying and asking the Lord what what I should do in this situation I do not feel like I'm supposed to completely cut him off yet at the same time they're definitely definitely needs boundaries um, set and he needs to become and learn to be his own person and apart from me and really learn to have a relationship with God his own personal relationship with God because I think I can easily be, he said, let me see, he said something like, you said that God loves me so much, how come you don't love me the same way? And I'm still thinking about that because I think his view of God is twisted. I don't know that well for one thing I'm not God so I'm human and I I can't I don't I I can't give him what only God can and at the same time I think that he I don't know that he has a fear of God of 
consequences for his actions that yeah God has grace and he loves us but he loves us and he 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 saves us where we're at he meets us where we're at but he doesn't want us to stay there he doesn't he he will allow certain things to happen and there are consequences for our sin and he won't allow us to stay in one spot he wants us to grow and learn and and he's so gracious that he may not put down the smackdown <laughs> lay down this you know just like bam you know because he knows what's best for us but he won't allow us to keep on doing the same thing without putting you know i don't know what you want to call it um where he won't chastise us and i don't think that junior is at a place where he realizes that so when i do it he thinks that i should just like have sloppy agape or just let him do what he wants and just say okay i forgive you it's okay and that's not healthy and that's not god god doesn't do that and he spanks me a lot i mean i've noticed that god will allow certain things because he wants that relationship with us and he wants us to go to him and he might allow us like i think about past instances where i've been in sin or even when i was married and i started talking to my high school sweetheart and you know or no let's say when i was on the street and i was boosting all the time and junior even remembers this because i was we were stealing like all over the place wherever we go we go in some place and just you know take stuff and and i remember one night going to go you know boosting and i heard you're really pushing the line and i was like what <laughs> and then i got like the fear of god came over me and i was like man i better not keep doing this cuz the next time i do it i'm might go to jail you know and um god gives us warning signs you know and if we don't listen and take heed you know i mean when i was in that relationship with the guy from prison it was like i had so many warnings it was like you know you better stop this da 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 i mean i even had two women come and talk to me and say that i would lose everything if i didn't if i didn't repent and so it's not like god didn't warn me and um and i continued and it happened i lost everything and i'm grateful for it but to think that god will just allow us to continue in our mess 
without doing something, we're sadly mistaken. <laughs> uh, so, you know, but I think that Junior takes any of my correction or any of my boundaries or pulling back or as that not being love. Whereas he doesn't realize that with God, he does the same thing. Like with, with, um, I mean, there's numerous times in the Bible, and I don't know the exact addresses, but I know Lamentations is a real, like, when I read that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been there, where it's like, you literally are praying, and you feel like it's hitting a wall, you know, like, God doesn't even hear what you're saying, because when we don't repent of our sins, he does step back and and it puts a wall between us you know and so but as soon as we truly repent and and go to him and just you know hum- humbly admit like i screwed up you know and he knows our hearts too so he knows if it's just lip service or if it's real so you know if we say, oh, I, I repent, you know, I'm sorry, but then we continue to do the same thing, that's not repentance. And I think that, that a lot of times that's what um, we do is we think we can say sorry and it's a fix-all, and it's not. It's We need to be truly repentant. And so um, I think that yeah, because when God God knows our hearts, He knows if we're truly sorry or if we're gonna we're just giving Him lip service and we're gonna go back and do the same thing, and He does like back off. Where when I've been in sin and then I pray and I stop hearing the Holy Spirit, I stop hearing His voice, and. And I feel distant from, I mean, I remember, I don't know if I've shared this or not, but I, um, I, I'm pretty sure I have, but when I had this female that I knew that I was in a program and she, you know, was talking to me, bobbing her head and stuff. And then I responded the same way and I just felt immediately I felt bad afterwards I knew that was not an appropriate way to respond or react and and then when I walked away I went outside and I sat down I started praying and and I literally I my eyes were closed I saw Jesus and he said you need to go apologize to her and I was like what about what like she talked to me that way you know and and he and I saw the Lord go uh I'm not going to force you to go and apologize to her, but until you do, I'll be right over here. And I saw him start to walk away. And I was like, oh no, wait, okay. And that made me, I was like, okay, I'm, I don't want to have broken fellowship with the Lord. So I went and I apologized to the girl, you know, 
obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is always a huge, that is a huge, I mean, if God tells me to do something, I want to be quick to do it and obey because like, I don't, I don't want that broken fellowship with him. And so, um, yeah, now I'm thinking like me smoking. I'm not smoking right now, but I'm like, (sighs) yeah, this is, this is crazy because when I do these podcasts and I'm talking, it helps me. I'm probably boring people to death, but I, I, it helps me to talk things out because hearing the words come out of my mouth actually convicts me. (laughs) Um, It helps me to process what I'm thinking. So anyways, well, I'm going to do some more praying and reading right now, but God bless you all. And thank you for listening. Real quick, I listened to a little bit of what I was saying about the um, about him when he got high. If he's struggling with getting high, then yeah, if he tells me, but it's the lying. That's the thing. The lying. <laughs> The lying is the thing. That's the issue. I didn't share that part. But when I ask and he says, no, I'm not. And then when I find out, he says, well, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. That's where I was like, no, that's not going to fly. Because that's not taking responsibility. It's like, No, I shouldn't have lied. I was wrong. Yeah, I'm struggling, but I was wrong for lying. I should have told you the truth instead of trying to blame shift me or say that it's because he he didn't want to hurt me. So that's the reason he lied. Although I, I guess I understand that that definitely... Well, except for I've told him, just no matter what happens, just don't lie to me, you know? And I th- even if he said, you're right, I shouldn't have lied, period, I was wrong. Instead of, but I didn't want to hurt you. I think I would appreciate it more if he just straight out said, like, yeah, you know what, I lied, and I'm wrong. And... realizing that lying is wrong, I think that would have been more easier for me to swallow than, um, but I didn't want to hurt you. That's why I lied. No, you lied because you didn't want to take responsibility for your actions. I mean, that's, and I'm not saying that's the way it is, but that's the way I take it. And that could be me, but, um, it just doesn't sound sincere when, when somebody doesn't say, yeah, I was wrong for lying or I was wrong for whatever it was, you know? And, um, but 
granted he's in a place where he he's just learning how to even take responsibility for his actions because he really hasn't had to most of his life unless he goes to prison you know and he has to take responsibility for whatever he did to get arrested but as far as relationships with other people I mean, the only relationships he's really had are with people on the street and drug addicts and, you know, people, they all do the same thing. So you just say, oh, sorry, dude, or whatever. You just brush it off or you just get over it and then, you know, move on. And that's not healthy or taking responsibility but that's the way it is so so yeah this is a learning experience for him and me so you know um yeah I I guess I shouldn't be so hard on him but um yeah I'm um I don't want him to get to where he's afraid to tell the truth and although he did, he told me he'd been getting high and then, and I said, well, thank you for telling me, you know, because to me, that was a big step that he told me the truth. And, um, but I think what hurt me the most was hearing him on the phone saying, don't tell Lori I got, don't tell Lori you saw me, and do you have any weed, and so that was just like, it, it, and maybe I'm totally off, but he sounded so nonchalant, like, just don't tell Lori, you know, and so that, that really hurt me, because I'm like, just don't tell, like, I don't know, I don't know, but anyways, um, yeah, anyways, uh, I'm gonna go read, (laughs) I think I'm just gonna stay at home, and, and once I smoke the last cigarette, I'm gonna do laundry, and try to take all the smell out of everything, and just, I gotta just not smoke. Yeah, I get sick of coming on here and saying, well, I'm still smoking. I sound like a freaking loser. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, my gosh, it's annoying. It's annoying to hear myself saying, but I want my life to be transparent. I don't want to have any secrets in my life because secrets will kill you. I mean, secrets are just not a good thing. So I rather just be open and real and tell people, you know, that's why I tell my friends, you know, I mean, you have to be careful with some things, you know, personal, intimate details of your life that I mean, I'm pretty open with everything, but, um, because, and the only reason I'm that way too is because I feel like God has called me to just be completely open about everything to help other people. 
And I mean, I don't advise everybody to to do that if, you know, they have something that could come back and, and bite them or, or uh, that, I, I, I don't know, because I, I think shame just really disables and blocks people from, from healing, but um, telling if, you know, a few trusted friends, if you've done something and you tell them and you know they're not going to judge you or, you know, just write you off or whatever, um, that's really important. But, you know, I, I, I mean, you might not want to, like, broadcast everything, but it's definitely important that, that we don't have secrets, you know, because the enemy, when we have secrets, the enemy totally uses them against us and just will sit there. And, like, even when I first got, uh, came back to the Lord after I'd been prostituting, and I had some Christians tell me, you shouldn't talk about your past so much. And I agree, you don't want to, like, live in the past, but at the same time, I don't want to be ashamed of the things I have done because then if you or or hold it inside and never say anything about what you've your past because then the enemy will go like oh well you know you you used to turn tricks or you did this or you know if anybody knows about that they're not going to love you or they're not going to want to be your friend or you know, just whatever lies that are just total BS, but, but at the same time, there might be a half truth in there, because you might have people, if you tell them what you've been involved with, and they're like, oh my god, you know, and just don't want to have anything to, you know, do, but to me, I'm like, you know what, if you don't like me because of what I've done in the past, then I don't need to, to be your friend anyway, I don't need your friendship anyway, so, and maybe even sometimes I might share stuff with people because I rather have them know everything about me in the beginning because of, instead of developing a relationship with them and then sharing some stuff with them and them going, oh my gosh, like, okay, see ya. You know, so maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a defense mechanism with me, but I'd rather just, what you see is what you get. <laughs> right from the get-go. If you don't like it, just let me know now. And, yeah. So, I don't know. But, anyways, okay, I gotta get moving here. I got some stuff to do. God bless. Thanks for listening. Okay, one last comment. (laughs) If I were to say, because this is an addict thing, where if I were to say if Junior didn't do this, or if he didn't say this to me, or if da-da-da-da-da, you know, I wouldn't have smoked cigarettes. That would be wrong, because that's me. That's not him. Granted, the the situation, um, the stress, whatever, um, may have caused me to just, you know, lose it. But that was my choice. That was my responsibility. 
that was me allowing my emotions to rise up and want to smoke. But that was me. I wanted to smoke. I went and grabbed a cigarette. That's not, you know, if if Junior hadn't or if blah, 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 or whatever excuse. That's an excuse. That's not taking responsibility. I have taken responsibility for my foolish actions, and I pray that I'm not going to have to pay consequences you know, I mean, bad, I mean, there's always consequences, but that, you know, um, yeah, like, you know, cancer coming back, or if I continue to, continue to smoke, so I need to nip that in the bud again, but, yeah, um, but that would be no one's fault but my own, so that's what I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that a lot of Junior's emotions might, um, that's, well, I shouldn't say Junior's, anybody addict, you know, if somebody does something or if some situation doesn't work out the way that they want it to, or if somebody says something they don't like or whatever, and they go, well, if something didn't happen, if so-and-so didn't say that or whatever, uh, you know, um, I wouldn't have used. Yeah, you would have. Like, you might not have right away, but, you know, that's not taking responsibility. So, um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, I was just thinking about that because um, I sense that when... Junior emailed me and then said, "Oh well, you didn't you didn't respond, so I I I guess you're done." Most likely, he probably went out and got high, and you know, and then later he'll come back and he'll see that I did respond, just not when he wanted me to, and then you know, I'm not saying he would do that, but he might even think to himself, like, well, if she would have responded to me right away, I wouldn't have gone out and gotten high, which you would have anyway. So, I mean, he would have anyway. But anyways, okay. Just doing a lot of thinking here. And, um, okay, I'm going. <laughs>